0: Hello, Marketeers! Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. All right, Marketeers, thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have on Dawn Wagoner. Dawn is an unsung hero of professional services marketing. She has dedicated more than 25 years to branding strategy inside firms and as a consultant and owner of Ingenuity Marketing Group, LLC. You won't see her on a top 100 list, but that's because she's never stepped into the spotlight until now. With multiple generations employed by and leading AEC firms, Dawn is bringing contacts for her many years in marketing to speak about the cultural shifts that will help some firms grow and cause others to fall behind. Immediate feedback and real-time training, flattened decision-making, clear career tracks, and firm ambassadors are just some of the opportunities for AEC firms right now. As a consultant, Dawn is excited to help guide professionals through this new era of brand positioning. Welcome, Dawn. Thanks. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. So the reason I brought you on is to talk about these generational communication differences in internal marketing. And what really caught my attention is your article in The Marketer. So I wanted to sort of, without regurgitating that information, to just elaborate on it. But before we dig in there, I'm curious how you got started in the industry. What's your story?
1: So I have been in professional services since my career, which is many years, and I'm not going to say the number here, but as principal of Ingenuity, we actually started in the AEC industry probably in about 2006, 2008, and just kind of started working directly with AEC firms. And that is my story. Stick into it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So let's dig in. What are the main generations we're seeing internally at AEC firms, and where do these people fall in the org chart? So you have the traditional
1: generation who may still serve as consultants or on the executive board, and then you have the boomer, the Gen Xers, Millennials, and Gen Z. And there's some active transition that's happening between boomers, Xers, Millennials moving into leadership and ownership roles, which I'm sure some of you are seeing. right? And some boomers are actually supervised by millennials and Xers. But we also notice a flattening of decision-making where younger millennials and Gen Z
0: are contributing to feedback and leadership already, Mm -hmm. which is becoming more common. Okay. So when you say flattening, is that sort of, what do you mean by that? Is that succession planning or is that just decision-making processes are flattened?
1: Yeah. Decision-making processes. So even like when we go into organizations and, or we're doing a presentation, it just seems like they're getting more people involved in their Mm decision-making. It's just not like the executive committee
0: is making the decision. There's much more decision-makers involved. Got it. Okay. Okay. So then why are these generations and their communication differences important to understand? Like, Why should we care about the generations that people come from?
1: Right. So retention is extremely important from that standpoint, just with all the recruiting issues that AEC firms are having, as well as lots of other organizations and companies, but as well as communicating consistent firm-wide brand, it's really important to understand that. So awareness of these key differences can also support the marketing team's internal communication strategies, as well as the other internal departments too. So for example, like traditionalists might like that one-on-one or one-to-group communication or will pick up the phone, you know, to call you. Whereas Gen X feels that it's vital to stay in the loop, but they're okay with email, even social or texting. Mm -hmm. Whereas then Gen Z wants constant communication with their friends or their followers, but otherwise communication, some of it can be optional. So they prefer social, but brief when they want feedback
0: in person. Okay. Okay. So it's like adapting the same message, but in different ways to these different generations. Yeah, exactly.
1: And every generation has a little bit way of communicating or likes to receive their communication, you know, format. Got it. But I guess a perfect example would be like, you know, groomer may be annoyed that a Gen Zer expects to walk into their office and have an instant chat or Mm. a millennial will leave if they don't get an ownership stake in the firm. So you have to kind of understand the context that they're working from.
0: Right. And I think it might be helpful just because prior to your article, I hadn't really even heard of the term traditionalist. So what what age groups are we talking about with like a traditionalist versus a boomer versus Gen X? Like I, I know what millennial is because I am one, but.
1: Right. So traditionalists are born after 1928. So usually they're 70 plus. So that's why I said, you know, usually they're consultants and yes, unless you have a mandatory retirement age, there's still some of those in the organizations and the firms. Right. Boomers are born after 1946. Gen X, which I am one is born after 1965 and millennials are born after 1981 and then Gen Z after 1997.
0: Got it. So Okay. Okay. So then when we're looking at all of this, I think it's important to take a look at like how we as marketers interact with these generations, because clearly, you know, we're the ones putting out these internal communications. So What should marketing take into consideration when addressing intergenerational communications inside their firms?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's really understanding the comfort level with technologies or with the different Mm -hmm. technologies. So we have leaders who need to need to be brand ambassadors, but they dislike or don't have time for social media, which, you know, that's really important. You can't like forgo social media. Right. So marketing may have to develop a social strategy for leaders that involves a calendar or approval of their posts and actually, you know, for the leaders to review them and actually then post for them or where it makes their life a little bit easier.
0: Right.
1: And you can still make it authentic and interesting by learning about the leader and what they're known for. So it's not right. like, you know, really understand their tone and their voice. But when we're talking firm-wide marketing, you know, look for your champions at all levels. You might think of pulling in Gen Zers for video, but you might also see that a boomer who is really dynamic on camera, or you might find a Gen Zer who can facilitate great conversations on a podcast. Right. So when everyone needs to be involved in in a campaign, be clear about the goal, their responsibilities,
0: and then why it matters to their career. Okay. So then when we're looking at something like, an internal newsletter, because that's the one form of, you know, internal communication that I feel like is really common, especially at larger firms. Like, how is that being received by different generations? Would Gen Z even pay it any attention because it's in email form or how does that get received? Yeah. You know, that's really interesting. So,
1: because years ago, and I think I brought this up in my article for SNPS, For a law firm, you did these bathroom posters. And at the time it was really well received because it was like the one area where everyone was at (laughs) at some point during the day. But nowadays, you know, whether you're in the office or not, some people prefer email or you might want to consider text or some other form of communication, or even say you have a Teams and you need to put all that communication and create a Teams page for that communication so they can access it when they want to. So I think it's really to spelling out your expectations, but then trying to meet them halfway as well.
0: Got it. Okay. So again, the same piece of information just delivered a few different ways. Okay. Got it. Got it. So what are some examples of, I, I guess, these intergenerational dynamics in the work that you've seen? Are there any best practices? I know a lot of us are sort of now falling in the millennial Gen X maybe even Gen Z generations, but communicating to the whole spectrum, like, what should we do? (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: You know, it's really interesting. So we have created like firm wide marketing contests that lay out specific marketing opportunities that everyone can try. And it was really interesting to see which activities people gravitated to. So for some people were great on social media, while others were more apt to like pick up the phone and make calls or even just email their clients regarding certain services or, you know, whatever they were offering or they needed to communicate with. So, you, you know, I think that leaders you know, the executive team really need to get involved and model the importance of regular communication internally and externally. Although marketing admin and HR are usually the ones that are known for, you know, to be the communicators in in the firm. I think there's huge value of a shareholder, you know, can come forward and they're getting involved in recruitment or doing a quarterly firm update people want to understand and get excited about where the firm's going in the future and how they can be part of it. So I, you know, it's just a matter of trying different things and communicating in different ways. Another best practice I would recommend highly is making sure that your team is trained on your communication expectation. Mm. Um, So like, for example, what is your expectation for returning emails? Or I know this happens a ton because it even happens in our, Agency is, say, you're going back and forth on an email when it could just be simpler to pick up the phone. Sure. So, you know, during your training, we recommend using various client scenarios or applying it to project management scenarios as well. And we found that these people really love soft sales training and, you know, with time built into practice and discuss real life situations. So, I think another one would be during that training, pair them up with different generations so Mm -hmm. they can kind of understand and how they each work, which would be
0: a fun exercise. Yeah. So when you're talking about communication expectations, is that something that's just like very clearly spelled out? Like we expect, you know, emails from clients to be responded to within a business day. Like, is it that clear cut or is it sort of, situation like if you recognize this situation here's how you respond to it
1: I think it can be both one of the things that we do is like we create client service standards especially now Mm. that the client experience is so important and a lot of that communication is put in there how you communicate with your clients but I think the same goes for internally because you want to have respect for your colleagues if I'm not hearing from you know Shannon in five days, when I sent out an email about a client situation that I have, that doesn't really help, you know, me or my client. And so those types of scenarios really help. And I think that can be really beneficial. And I think too, if you do committees, have them intergenerational, which can help too. So say you're creating those communication standards internally, create a committee to help do that. And right. have different generations on that committee. Um, if you have a marketing committee, which often firms have a marketing committee,
0: make right. sure that you
1: have all generations, you know, on the committee, just not who's ever interested.
0: Make sure you're kind sure. of you know it's a mix of people. So I think that can kind of help too. I love even taking this idea to like proposal coordination to, to that space of like when you're having a kickoff meeting for a proposal here, the communication expectations if we reach out you know asking for this information you have x number of business days to at least respond that seems like a really healthy way to deal with
1: yeah that wouldn't that be great thing. if that
0: actually <laughs> if it worked if it worked
1: <laughs> yeah exactly I would love to hear back from people like x number of days.
0: right right <laughs> <laughs> Or like, you won't get marketing support unless you. (laughs) So then when should marketers seek outside help to support this intergenerational communication within their firms? Right. So I think there's
1: always value in an outside perspective. And I think you can interview your clients. First of all, I think that's number one. Are they getting responsive answers? Is there more than one person they talk to besides the PM or the principal? How is the information shared or not shared between divisions? Where are the gaps? I know as a consultant, we also work with firms on marketing strategy. And I recently did a strategy session with leaders from all departments of the AEC firm. And you know we got their feedback on what was important to them and how they could better market their division. And I think that was really helpful to hear from the different generations because there were different generations in that marketing strategy planning meeting, but also it created buy-in about why they needed to work together and not in silos. So that also included recruitment we talked about, which is really important. I also think if a company is experiencing turnover or internal conflict, this is a sure sign to get outside help. And I would consider a proactive employee survey. But my one important tip there is if you're doing that, you want to make sure that then you go back to your team with answers and what you're going to do then after that survey. Because I think it can reveal a lot of opportunities and ideas for improving the culture and communication among the team. Perfect.
0: Well, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or learn more about your work, where should I direct them? Well, you can go to our website.
1: It's ingenuitymarketing.com. Otherwise, you can find me on LinkedIn, which we post a lot of contacts, content. Well, I post a lot of content on my LinkedIn, (laughs) unless I'm sharing it from our company profile. So you can just find me on LinkedIn as well.
0: Perfect. Okay. And I will include the link to your website and to your LinkedIn in the episode show notes. I also just wanted to quickly touch on, before we round up here, the you have another article coming out in the next marketer. Do you want to tease that a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. No, I don't know when it's coming out. I know that it's due here
1: shortly. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get working on that, but I'm actually working on the second article about external communication to different generational. So, you know, how we think about marketing externally. So gosh, we do it all day long, whether it's, you know, our ads that we're putting out, our email communications for our clients or to prospects, all of that, you know, communication. So I think that it'll be a really great article. So yes, for sure. Look for that. But I know it'll be in SMPS Marketer this fall.
0: Perfect. Okay. Once that does come out, I'll see if I'm able to post a link to it. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Don. I really appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. It's been fun.
0: All right, Marketeers, that's a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. As always, if you're enjoying this show, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.